Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in Thursday morning. Right now in the capital city on this February 8th, 2024. We're at 48 degrees. Another uh, mild but windy day coming up in the capital city. I don't know if we set another record for a record high low. We had that yesterday. We probably were in the uh, in the range of it today. But yeah, uh, right now, and going to get up, as you heard, close to, close to 60, and then the cool-off comes a little bit Friday and Saturday, although probably going to see a little bit more sun, a little bit less wind in the, the next few days. So that might be... Might be welcome as well. I uh, got a good show for you today on a Thursday morning. Uh, we will be, yes, playing Ticket Thursday, Generation Collaboration at 710. At stake today, your choice of tickets for this weekend. Go watch some basketball if you want to. See if Nebraska can get back on the winning track after last night uh, against Michigan. Uh, that will be in Lincoln on Saturday. Or... You can pick to go to Omaha and go watch Steely Dan and the Eagles at the CHI Health Center. So we've got uh, we've got both of those available. And then once uh, once they clear out, you may not have a choice. But that's what we got coming up today at seven ten. Uh, we'll kind of down the five things you're talking about in the morning drive. Thursdays are busy because we also have uh, the Grow Lincoln team. Robin and Dave will be in at eight ten this morning, and then Greg Sharp will be in to talk Husker sports at eight thirty five today. And we say. For the first time this week, now that it's almost over, hello to Caleb Henry. Your Good morning. Week, your week has begun. It has. Thank you guys yeah. for holding it down. Yeah. That uh, sounds like you've been through a, a fun fun few days. I'm tired. <laughs> still tired. <laughs> I, I'm still tired. I was, Mark asked me how I was. I was like, now, now it's just fighting the fatigue of um, fought a little bit of flu earlier this week, and now it's, okay, my body hasn't moved or been active. There is a lot of... I brought in a six pack of Mountain Dew myself, <laughs> and there's a whole lot of artificial energy going to happen over All the right. next three hours. All right, well, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, I, I've heard that. It, in fact, we have a thing on the sound off about how it's going around even more just nationwide mm-hmm. uh, with flu cases. Was it what was the what was the worst part of it? Um, the body aches for yeah. sure. The body aches because it was because um, I remember I had, I had texted you. When I was at urgent care on on Sunday, like, hey, by the way, this is where I'm at. Um, I got up and I could barely move. Like it was just the whole, my whole body hurt. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I felt anything like that. And that was uh, it's been a long time since I've gotten the flu in general. Anyway, but but getting up and just like terrible time sleeping, can't get comfortable at all, and just everything hurt. And I didn't roll out of bed till like 10.30 on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And so that, and then the body aches, they kind of continued and uh, for, for a couple of days. But from there, now it's just like, okay, now my body just had to, did a lot of fighting, now I'm just tired. Yeah. But the, the body aches for sure. And then, then you start to add in a little bit of congestion, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it... It all adds up to a not fun couple of days. Did you have a flu shot this year? I did not. Oh, I did there not. you go. Caleb, the anti-vaxxer. That'll explain that, it. That's me. Huh, weird. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just expecting some herd immunity here, guys. Okay? 
yeah, I heard about that herd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, well, then you could have come in right away. Then I didn't have to worry about being contagious. So, are you being contagious? Uh, since I've been since I've been inoculated against the flu. Wow, look, look at you. Like big, I used to do before it was even controversial to do that. Sort wow, of thing. big government jack over yep, here. Yeah, there it is. I got the I got the <laughs> 5G chip in my head now. So Biden can track where I go. So and send it directly to Taylor Swift. Um <laughs> actually. So she can track you from Japan. <laughs> she sold one of her jets this week. She did? Yes. Really? She gets uh she gets a little guff for traveling on private jet the carbon footprint of her this happens and, with all these celebrities well, who yeah, are like But unlike uh, a lot of the other ones, she bought enough carbon offsets. Okay. From other companies to take care of the whole heiress tour. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, well, well, that's that. There you go. Mark with some interesting Taylor Swift info there. Why did she sell one of her jets though? Uh, the smaller one. It was uh, not big enough for the. Well, it, no, it was. A little, it wouldn't go quite as far, and and it just it's you know I'm off of her. It was older. Wasn't quite as fuel efficient as the new one. So gotcha. Gotcha. And there's this guy, this University of Central Florida student, who's been tracking her and publishing it. Oh, is it yeah. the same guy which was tracking Elon Musk? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Really? That's interesting. I've, I've seen the Twitter account. Interesting. It's got like 27,000 followers or something, but it'll always be like in the last 24 hours, took a flight from here to here, had this many emissions, was this long in the air. Interesting. I didn't even know you could track that. So, oh, yes. for the people who want more instead of less information about Taylor Swift, the, you the, you've got you options. Can, yeah, you can get because there's going to be. I saw they did an interview with the producer of the Super Bowl, and they were like, "So, have you decided how many cut shots you're going to do of Taylor Swift during the game?" And, and he was like, "Well, you know, kind of got to kind of got to read the situation, right? Uh-huh. When we're going to do it." Um and and figuring all that out and I'm like oh man, people are gonna be so this is gonna be such a thing on Sunday such a thing. The broadcast is gonna be what four hours long, right? Guys, you're gonna see her for less than a minute. I don't. Yeah, I, like, I don't get. Why, fired why do we? Up why about, do we still? I don't get fired up about it whatsoever. I, but would, I know a lot of people do. They I should do an interview do. with her. My wife will love it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. The, that's been the biggest thing is like it is brought. A different level of of uh, interest in football in my house, uh, which is a net positive for me. <laughs> my, so I, I so, told, which I, I think you feel that way too. Yeah, my because we we put up our our calendar and we just now made the February calendar this week. You know, always a little right, bit late, eight days in. Um, but the my wife was looking. She's like, okay, what games are you going to go to? Well, Sunday I'm going to go to the Nebraska women's basketball game against Iowa. She goes, but that's the Super Bowl, and I was like, mm. one. Why are you pointing that out to me? <laughs> and she goes, "Well, what are we doing for it? Are are we gonna are we gonna have a party? Do I are you gonna get me a Chiefs jersey or something?" And I was like, this, "What are you talking about? You have cared about football for three months. <laughs> a jersey? Look at that! <laughs> so if anyone wants to get my wife, a, especially a Travis Kelsey jersey, now get her like an Isaiah Pacheco jersey. She or loves Pacheco. <laughs> she loves Pacheco. Okay, well, she didn't care about Pacheco early on because of my to... make believe fantasy football team. Yeah. But now she gets mad when Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets a carry. She's like, no, See? get, get wow. Clyde out of there. Honestly. Get Pache- and she also, because of Harry Potter, every time he carries the ball, she yells, Pacheco Patronum. You know, I just, I just like watching people go through the joy of <laughs> discovering the sport.
sport that I've loved for all these years. And so yes. that part of it is that that's the biggest part of it for Here's, me. And so finally, I, I did a little research here. Find out why she sold the smaller jet. Okay, why is that? Too well, small? the cabin height of the plane is six feet two inches. Kelsey's six it's feet five. It's for Travis. <laughs> I want him to duck while he's walking. I mean, you're not standing in a jet too much. I would hope. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's got to be the reason. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. All right. Uh, so speaking of the Super Bowl, um, man, I saw this story. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Um, so it looks like maybe the Nebraska casino industry is looking about looking at putting something uh, else on the November ballot. Mm-hmm. They may be. It, it looks like they're doing some polling to try and figure out what kind of appetite there would be to get it, to get it this November on the ballot for online sports gambling, mobile sports gambling, yeah. um, and the hope. The hope in and and there was a a good article on all of this by Andrew Wegley, and he was uh, he was talking. They said essentially to Andrew, they're like, "Well, we'd like to have the legislature basically put it on the ballot, so we don't have to go through the petitioning process." Well, that's probably not going to happen for a variety of reasons, including the fact that bill introduction is over at this point. There's nothing out there that would do that. So that m- probably means this spring, if they if they want to go forward with this, this spring you're going to have another petition drive that they've got to complete by july to uh to get enough signatures and perhaps another issue on the ballot and if that would happen you would not have to go in person to the war horse to make your super bowl bet you could do it like they do it in iowa and some other states and just do it on your phone not surprisingly uh the people who are in the uh people who generally line up policy-wise against gambling issues very much against this, mm-hmm. um, and and so we'll see if this is yet another potential ballot item for November of 2024. We'll it see. still would not allow betting, though, on in-state uh, games. Correct? Yes. Uh, well, Elliot Bostar has a bill out this year that would potentially change that. I have no idea if that's got uh-huh. any, the legislature has any appetite to, to get rid of that. So I guess if that passed, then that could happen. But yeah, you're right, Mark, that... So far as I mean, not, the petition drive would not address that. No, it wouldn't address that. That'd be, be dealt just, with separately. If that'd be either dealt with through this bill, or, or or you just couldn't do it. You couldn't bet on Nebraska and Creighton home games. It so. would be interesting if if when they if it were let's say they they get enough signatures, it goes to the ballot and it passes for for online gaming. If they were to put in the way Iowa initially had it, I don't think it's this way anymore. But for you to make your first wager you had to go in person to that's, one of those I remember locations. you telling me that yeah because that's how you had to get it set up you could download the app you could do all of that but you initially had yeah. to make your first wager your first deposit in person so you had to go in location and that's no longer the case but i wonder if if nebraska will dip if they were to go that direction would dip their toes that way and say hey you still have to go in lo- like on location first yeah and then from there, okay, we get it. You're gonna you're gonna wager, right? Yeah, that maybe maybe they do that. You don't have to do that in Iowa anymore. I know, um, but maybe that's a way that they do that. Now, this is not a. I mean, this I think is just a statement of fact. It's not a a representation of my position on this because, frankly, I'm not sure what I think about this. But I'm going to tell you what my guess is that your revenues on sports gambling are going to go through the roof if they would do this yes. compared to where they are now. 
Yeah, like, it's an accessibility thing. Yeah, whatever the numbers are now, Mark, it, yeah. you plan on them. Plan on them going way up from where they are if they would do this. Um, just because that's a norm, and it's it's, and this might be the this might be the reason you don't do it. It is really easy and really quick to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, almost too convenient in some cases. So, well, um, I, I know that uh, here's two or three months ago when we talked with Lynn McNally. She said they already had an online uh, company lined up. So they, they've been thinking about this. Yeah, that, that they they already have agreements in place with, and I don't recall what, um, it's a, uh, either an advisory company or actually one of the companies that has the platform. Right, right. So they would be able to roll it out very quickly. Yeah, well, and then I guess the question is, do you have other, is there any reason that you couldn't have other entities come in and operate those? Um, could there be competition between mm. between some of the national books that come in and all the other states that are all there, right? right? The fan duels of the world, right? Of mm-hmm. the, those types of things. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what the regulations are on that. But anyway, man, get your, uh, get your pencil sharpened for that ballot in November, Mark. We're going to have a lot, I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff. Now, we talked yesterday about how maybe... The private school scholarship uh, deal may not be on the ballot now. That's still that's still kind of up in the air now because of some things that are going on as well in the legislature. But between, I can't even remember all the things that are going to end up being on the on the ballot now. Uh, probably medical marijuana, right? Probably that. Most probably this one. What is the? Uh, what is there a time a, a, a leave? What is it? Sick leave thing there's a there's yeah, lots of 20 hours of, paid leave right paid school. leave thing there's i can't even remember everything else that might possibly on there but there's a lot of them well the the epic tax could be on there um could yeah, be a, here's, could here's be nebraska's ton. awesome i love this <laughs> caleb just likes direct direct legislation through the citizenry forget that legislative body uh, yeah they they they're bailing on the uh, what the recommendation for permanent standard or daylight saving time? Get that on the ballot. Where's the Where's the dollars? Now, unfortunately, they don't have all the uh, moneyed interests that are going to be going to be able to pay petitioners for this uh, gambling one because I have a feeling they're not going to have a problem getting petitioners out to to do this. I don't know if there's big money in daylight saving time. We'll see. But by the way, the private education tax credit referendum is has qualified for the ballot, right? Right. And there are nine others, I believe. Okay. Do you have them all in front of you or not? Nebraska Cannabis Constitutional Amendment. Is that is that medical marijuana or is that a recreational one? Because uh, I know that's probably the medical one. Um, no, this one is just a constitutional amendment. Okay. All persons have the right to use yeah. all plans. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah I've seen that's, that one. That's uh, that's a. That a, that's, that's a petition. I don't think it's qualified necessarily. It is, there's only one that's qualified so okay. far. That that is okay. the uh, what, election tax. But okay, what are the other ones that are out there? Consumption or uh, excise tax, constitutional. Yeah, that's I, that's epic. Yep. yep. Grocery items exemption, constitutional amendment. That's in circulation. Oh, that's interesting. Nebraska Human Life Protection Initiative. Oh, yeah, that's abortion related ones. In Nebraska Medical Cannabis Patient Protection Initiative. So that sound that'd be medical marijuana. It sounds Nebraska like. Nebraska Medical Cannabis Regulation Initiative. They've got to have two of them. Yes. Paid sick leave initiative. There's the sick leave one, yep. And protect the right to abortion. All right, so both sides of the abortion debate then, too. So, there you go. <laughs> wow. 
That's a lot of policy we might be setting. Where I'm we, gonna, the voter, directly making policy. I'm going to have to take my note cards into into the ballot box. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's it's on the Secretary of State's website. I just realized the uh, URL for that is sos.nebraska.gov. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, I don't know if all those will get on, but a bunch of them probably will, is like, Good luck predicting with consistency where the state's going to be on all these issues. <laughs> and, and you will have to have a state-issued ID in order to vote on any of these. That's true, thanks to a ballot initiative. <laughs> all right, it's 625. What are we even doing with the unicameral? Just ballot initiative everything. Uh, it's, it's, it's not an unfair question. <laughs> 625, we'll take a break. We've got sports coming up next with Caleb and not me. Hallelujah on KLIS. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. 636, 48 degrees on a Thursday morning. Glad to have you back with us. Tomorrow, Caleb, first time you and I have been able to promote this together. Tomorrow is the Valentine's Day edition of what of uh, request line Friday? Oh, it's tomorrow. It's oh, tomorrow. yeah, because next week. Is... Yeah, it, we will. This is the last. It will be after Valentine's Day next Friday. I, it seems like it's early, but we're getting you right. You know, people could be doing their Valentine's activity this weekend mm-hmm. uh, in advance of the holiday. So we figured we needed to, or I figured we needed to get this in here on Friday. So that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. So have you just dubbed it? The Valentine's Day edition, or have you given it its its unofficial I've gone name? Gone both directions, because okay, okay, I didn't know if people would understand what the "Oh yeah. yeah" request line Friday would mean. So I kind of, I kind of gave. I also the the other alternate description I said the way you like to set the mood, however you interpret that. <laughs> I always like to give people, no matter what the topic is, I always like to say, however you interpret that. (laughs) Whatever you make of that, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And as you'll see on the uh, prep page, uh, Mark and I have been, uh, I think think we've got most of them over there. I see on the prep page, uh, we've got a a decent amount of requests already ready to go. So uh, people have been sending them in. I encourage you to do the same. And then, and then if you also, if you would like to, 
I should I should always note shout outs. You can do your shout out to your Valentine or the person that you want to be your Valentine. You know, you got we got to remember. Might be people who are looking for somebody on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, put too. that love request over Whatever. the air. You may not know this, Mary from accounting. But this I goes out to, to Sally and Sales. But, the, but I want you to be my Valentine. I hope you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> this is turning into the if you like if you like pina colada songs. <laughs> At a barcode if you like making okay anyway do not uh, ask sally and sales if she likes making love at midnight yeah that's that's probably in a probably no longer that's probably probably no longer appropriate i mean the classified days ads were very steamy yeah no it can be a li- listen we're not i'm not gonna back away from this this is gonna be this is gonna, I, I mean, i'll tell you right now it's gonna be a little steamy shoot your shot it's gonna be a little steamy up in here all right that's what it's about that's what it's about there's nothing wrong with uh there's nothing wrong with established couples being a little bit steamy on Valentine's Day. I think it's a very healthy activity. Kindle it. What does that mean? You're not rekindling it. You're kindle it. Get the fire going. Kindling it for the first time. I got you. I got you. For the next time. All right. So Again. there you go. That's what we've got going on tomorrow on the show. So, whew. Sweating a little bit just thinking about it. Whew. Sweaty in the loins. All right. Didn't say that. Okay, let's please get to the uh, get to the sound off. Uh, the Senate border bill failed as expected. Oh, surprise! Did not get the sixty votes that it needed. So, well, that was fun. It needed sixty votes for the Senate to open it up for debate. It only got forty-nine yes votes. And President Biden is reacting to the border deal falling apart. Behind closed doors at a fundraiser in New York, Biden blamed former President Donald Trump for calling lawmakers, in his words, and threatening them with retribution if they vote for the border bill. A handful of moderate Republicans did vote for that border deal, including Senators Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, and Mitt Romney, and, of course, Senator James Lankford, who was the top negotiator for the Republicans. Man, could my... I hope some of you out there... I mean, I guess I don't don't hope this, but I hope I'm not alone in having my cynicism about politics today. And nobody escapes the wrath of my cynicism right now. A little more goes to others than some. It's just going through the roof right now for me. I hope I, I honestly hope I'm not not the only one out there and everyone else is bought fully into one side and hook, line, and sinker to the whole thing. Or one person hook, line, and sinker for the whole thing because I don't know how you can be there right now. But that's probably about enough for me to say. That's about as far as I need to go uh, on this show. Well, one of the things that when when you were gone last week, early in the week, and I talked with Joe Jordan, I said, I, I asked him, because I am younger, when was that line where you really started to see parties and in party leaders try to sink legislation that because they don't want to give the other side a win, even if it's something that they necessarily wanted. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, are th- there are people who will say that this was that's not what this was here? Right. It was right. About right. The, just to, I mean, just to make sure um, that 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 would happen. But I don't know. It just it felt like stuff used to be about policy, and it's not anymore. I think that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I miss I miss straight up disagreeing on policy. 
right? That's what I miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like, I feel like I would like to have someone in office now that I just disagree on, with policy on mm-hmm. at this point. But that doesn't seem like it's important to a whole lot of people anymore. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, and then there's this. So Supreme Court is hearing oral argument today on whether or not former President Trump should be on the Colorado ballot after a decision was made uh, by a state court that, according to the 14th Amendment, Trump was ineligible to be on that ballot. The 14th Amendment's insurrection clause has never faced a challenge like this, and how justices on the Supreme Court rule could have a wide-ranging impact on ballot access across the country. Justices agreed to fast-track this case after Colorado's Supreme Court ruled former President Trump committed insurrection on January 6, 2021, and is therefore constitutionally ineligible for the presidency. Maine's Secretary of State reached a similar conclusion. Attorneys for the former president are urging the court to put these questions to rest, arguing the 14th Amendment does not apply here. In efforts to boot him off the ballot, disenfranchises tens of millions of voters. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Yeah, so it's interesting. Do you go with like a higher level general argument like that, like it's disenfranchising voters, or can you make the argument just on the text of the of the actual insurrection clause in the 14th amendment that it just obviously doesn't apply here mm-hmm. in in this case cuz i think i'm sure they'll proffer both arguments here and then like there's one real technical item like it uses the word officer of the united states is the president an officer of the united states because other specific offices are uh-huh. mentioned but the president is not mentioned that'll be one of the arguments that'll be put out there here by the uh by the appellant in this case so we will see. Uh, they'll just do oral arguments today. They won't. They won't rule. I don't know how long it'll take them to rule on on this whole thing. As I've said multiple times, I expect the uh, I expect the president to prevail. The, the former president, I should say, to to prevail on that, and he will be. He'll end up being on the ballot in all these states. Now, the interesting thing, if I'm wrong, if I would be wrong, the Supreme Court would go the other way again. I don't think that's going to happen. But if I would. How ma- then comes the interesting part, like how many other states make that move then? Or how many states are there efforts to make that move? Mm-hmm. It feels like it would be significant. Oh, yeah. Like really significant. And then, and then of course, the, the, the biggest issue is uh, because in some states that'll matter a ton, some it won't matter that much, which ones are the states where that happens, is, happens as well. Uh, someone who won't be on the ballot for the general election and... Uh, you might not have known was on the ballot for the primary election for the Democrats, uh, Marianne Williamson. Remember her? She ran four years ago or eight years ago, maybe both. Uh, She was running this year, too. Well, she's not anymore. The self-help author announced the move Wednesday night in a video posted to X and in an email to her supporters, saying in part, sunsets are proof that endings can be beautiful, too. And so today, even though it's time to suspend my campaign, I do want to see the beauty, and I want all of you who so incredibly supported me on this journey to see the beauty, too. She then went on to list what she felt she accomplished and brought attention to during her campaign. Williamson's suspension comes as President Biden runs for re-election and has already won primaries in New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina. Ted Lindner, Fox News. That's got to, man, that has got to take a lot of energy to run a race that you know you got no shot in. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know, 
even the Doug Burgums of the world on the other side or whomever, pick your other random candidate to just go in there and just, you know, you're having a campaign events and there's eight people there. How do you wake up and attack that and just thing. go? Yeah, just like, let's, like, let's get this doing? day. Here we go. I'm going to do this. Let's make up some I'm ground impressed. today, boys. I'm impressed with the yeah. dedication of the whole thing, especially when you do it multiple years. Uh, all right. Uh, deep fake videos. Super uh, videos that look very real uh, but are manipulated uh, by either just AI or video editing technology. You know, going to be a pro- safe to say going to be a problem going forward. So what do you do about them exactly? Social media companies have been dealing with this problem and it looks like meta has made a decision to not remove them but maybe just give them a little bit of a disclaimer more on that video of president biden found to be manipulated and deceptively edited has made the rounds across platforms like facebook and instagram but the owner meta says such videos won't be automatically removed going forward especially if the video is political in nature they did not mention the video of the president specifically instead the company will use artificial intelligence to detect the artificial intelligence the signs and signatures in the deep fake media content and when it detects a video image or audio is phony, it will market as such. Evan Brown, Fox News. <laughs> yeah, but oh here's the thing. Will people even care if it supports, you know, their general, if it's a, if it enhances their echo chamber situation? No. <laughs> no. I don't even think it'll matter. They won't. Uh, and that, there that's it is. A thing Sorry, we, there comes that cynicism again. Well, that's a thing we had seen right previously now. where where it was it wasn't even like AI video. It was just if a post said this candidate said blank and right. that got enough traction and it's seen by how many millions of people before there's a It doesn't matter if before there's true a note or a retraction, nobody cares. Nobody cares if they it's just true cared or if it not. supported their side. Yeah, nobody cares if it's true or not. Uh uh, not nobody. Many, many people do not care if it's true, if things are true or not anymore. Uh, other things. What else do we have going on today? Uh, Super Bowl coming up. Bud Light taking a shot, spending the big bucks, Caleb, with maybe one of the ads that's going to be talked about on Monday morning as being one of the most notable ones. They put $14 million wow. into a 60-second well, yeah, because it's seven million every thirty, and wow. so there. And listen, I'm not going to go go through. I think we all remember the controversy surrounding Bud Light over the course of the last what six eight months, whenever that happened. <laughs> I so still I think guess about Kid Rock. So maybe the, <laughs> Kid Rock with the gun, <laughs> trying, to, trying to shoot them all. Yeah, and then and then my and then Jason Isbell quote tweeted it and said Kid Rock can't shoot for bleep, and it was. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Uh, here, here's what they're going to do. The beer maker is hoping to rebrand in the mind of consumers following that controversial partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. The beer has seen sales dwindle over the past year, roughly down 30%. The commercial is going to harken back to those comedic roots you can expect from Bud Light at the Super Bowl. It's going to feature UFC chief Dana White, Peyton Manning, and recording artist Post Malone. But this comes on the heels of another big endorsement, former President Trump took to True Social, saying that the brand had made a mistake of epic proportions, but quote, Anheuser-Busch is not a woke company. It's a great American brand that perhaps deserves a second chance. On that endorsement, the stock finished up close to 3%. Kelly O'Grady, Fox News. Okay, who was he doing a solid for there? Oh, man. Who was he doing a solid right? for? That 
that's interesting. Maybe getting a little campaign donation there, going along with that. I will say this. So so we've got... That doesn't come from nowhere, though. No, like he doesn't do anything just for nothing. We've got just a few days till till we can watch all those commercials. I have actively tried to avoid... Where it's what are the Super Bowl? Commercials. Will they actually show it to you? Because yeah. they because they put them all out on social media. Right. I don't want to see them. Either. It's big long things. And, yeah. and my wife sent me uh, sent me a couple on like tick or not TikTok, but they had it on Instagram. And I said I'm not watching that. She's right. like she's like okay, no I did. Spoilers. I go don't tell me. I want to watch them in the moment, and well, that, that's part of the fun of watching the Super Bowl. I'm not sure that I have any idea exactly what they're going to do with Peyton Manning, Dana White, and Post Malone. Really? That's the that's the that's the group. First of all, Peyton Manning is, is everywhere. Yeah, right? literally everywhere. So you're going to get caught in some right white now. noise right there. And then, like, I mean, I know who Dana White and Post Malone are. I don't really know a. T- I mean, I know more about Dana White, like personality wise, but like, I can't quite sense yet how that would be entertaining. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they can't do it, yeah. but it's not like, ooh, boy, that combo will sure be fun. Like, so, that's not my reaction. Do you remember? I can't remember what company it was. It had to have been a phone company, but I remember this would have been mid two thousands. There was a Super Bowl, and they ran a they ran a spot for something about their phone security. And somebody picked up. They were in like a locker room. And this guy picked up a wallet, and this dude grabbed a phone and threw it at the other guy. It was like this is my phone security or something. Like that. We were laughing so hard. Like the next day in school. You had to stop a bunch of teenage boys from just like chucking phones at each other because that commercial was that so one. funny. That's funny. Okay, that that's funny. I so. miss that. I, I I miss not seeing any of not the commercials and then the next day everyone talking about what oh. they saw. Sounds like this might be the commercial that makes me boycott Bud Light. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Many are saying. What else do we have? Uh, oh, Coke coming out with a new flavor. I don't know about this one, guys. And and. Like, we are in an era of snack food and soft drinks where the amount of, like, spin-off flavor items for, and I mean, just, just take, like, Doritos or take, like, Coke, obviously, and, like, the amount of different, could anyone even list, without it in front of them, all of the different flavors of, you know, pick your product, Doritos or Oreos or... It's or, the jelly beanification of foods. It's, it, yes, it's it's everything. Well... Let's see if you guys are interested in this version of Coke that's coming out. America's snacks are getting spicier, and so are its beverages, with Coca-Cola introducing a new permanent flavor to its lineup, Coca-Cola Spiced. It's Coke's first edition in three years, and according to the beverage giant, it's laced with flavors of raspberry and spice and comes in both regular and zero-sugar varieties. During the past few years, Coke has been working on ways to get younger consumers excited about its signature cola. In 2022, the company released Coca-Cola Creations, a series of eight limited edition Coke flavors in colorful cans and bottles. Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spice Zero Sugar will be hitting store shelves on February the 19th. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And you know that was intentional, the, the wording of talking about Coke and saying something was laced. <laughs> Maybe, that's true. <laughs> that is not normally the word I would use for... Well, can we define the word Spice. Yeah, what is well, I mean, what what paprika? What is, I mean, that could be a lot of different things. I don't quite 
Well, threw some Lowry's in I here. Mean, I have no, what is it? <laughs> Raspberry and Old Bay? I have no idea what we're talking about here with We've spice. Got, yeah, it's Coke and garlic sauce. That sounds like that. Like, honestly, that sounds like some real garbage. Just, just sell Coke. Just give me the good Coke. I'll, I mean, I'll try it. I'll take a sip, but just off the bat. But they're not. They're not looking for me. They're looking for young people. The young people love spice. Evidently, can I get you guys a diet Coke? Anyone? That's very inside baseball. <laughs> uh, what do we want to? Oh, I'll do this one for you. You'll probably be interested okay. in this one. Um, Disney announced another uh, batch of uh, sequels that are coming up. If a uh, if a franchise works. You better milk all that money. Read it, baby. You better milk all that money out of it, and they're going to do just that. Moana 2 and Zootopia 2 are expected to be released this Thanksgiving and the next. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who voiced the character Maui, is also at work on a live-action Moana for Disney. Along with those sequels and previously announced sequels to Toy Story and Frozen, the Walt Disney Company says this summer we can expect Pixar's sequel to Inside Out. Other franchise films the studio has on tap for this year include 20th Century's Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, Marvel Studios' Deadpool 3, and the Lion King prequel, Mufasa. Plus, the series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, has been renewed for its second season at Disney+. Plus. Monica DeLuca, Fox News. I'm so interested always when they do the sequels, what story is there left to tell? I didn't Sometimes. know. So there's going to be another Frozen? I didn't even So there's going to be a Frozen 3? I guess. And that, I that's not know that. I mean, what, what story is there left to tell? Now they're in different places. That's Spoilers. Funny. Like, by the way, the kids who were interested in the first Frozen when it came out I assume are very much not going to be interested in the third Frozen, which that was funny. That was what happened. Toy Story, Toy Story. was uh, not Toy Story. Sorry, I, that that's true. But the movie Cars was the first oh, movie my yes. son ever saw, and he was all in on like Cars was his what would have been Frozen for my daughter. Uh-huh. Car, he was all in on Cars toys, talking about it. They made the sequel so they took so long to make the sequel that he was out. Uh-huh. He's too old to be interested in that anymore. Yeah. And I was like, man, if you made that two years earlier, like I'm not going to tell you how to do your work, Pixar, but you made that two years earlier, would have made a lot more money on kids of a certain age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess it went I right. can tell you what. Cable guy would have a lot more money then for my family. We're going to watch it. Yeah. We are going to have it on. All right, 656, that is it for the sound off. That's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. Matt Machero joins us from Capital Humane Society. All right, Matt, uh, back after now. We, we really go up and down with our basketball moods after these uh, for these segments on Thursday mornings, yes, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. It's yeah. a roller coaster, and it feels like ground, groundhogs. Day. Buckle up. we got another month of it left. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Hopefully next Thursday, back on the happy side. Yeah. But on the happy side, regardless, if, uh, if you adopt one of these pets, they'll definitely be happy if you take them home. What do we have uh, available this week? Yeah, so first off, we have Winnie, and she's a two- to three-year-old yellow lab, spade female. She weighs about 72 pounds, and she came in as a lost dog, and unfortunately nobody came to claim her. But uh, she's a shy gal looking for a calm home, and she's done really well with other dogs here at the shelter and walks really well on a leash, actually. So if you're looking for a walking partner, she would definitely be a great sidekick for that. All right. What else we got? And then we have Vanna Go, and she's a three-year-old domestic short hair, spade female, and she's a tortoise shell who weighs about eight pounds. 
she was surrendered to us. The folks that had her uh, child in the home was very allergic to her, so they had to turn her over. But uh, she had to have her left ear amputated due to some previous traumas, so hence her name. But uh, definitely a unique-looking cat who's ready for her new home. All right, very good. How can people make adoptions? So you can come on out to the Pylock Pet Adoption Center. We're out at 70th and Nebraska Parkway, and we're open today and tomorrow from 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. All right, very good. Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate it. We'll do a happy one next Thursday. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. You too. Have a good one. There you go. Matt, Matt Charles from the Capitol Humane Society. Ticket Thursday coming up. Generation collaboration. Your choice between Steely Dan slash Eagles tickets and Husker basketball. Ready for the cue to call. Listen, about 10 minutes away on KLI. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 710. Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Caleb, can you update the standings for Generation Oh, with pleasure. With pleasure. Sitting just, in first place, Millennials, at 11-1, win percentage. Boomers just behind, though, at 18-2, then Gen X at 13-2. Okay, so i gotta, I got to get some wins. Uh, and if you didn't hear, we are playing for your choice of tickets, whether you want to go see Nebraska basketball Saturday, 5-30 against Michigan, or you want to go to Omaha and see Steely Dan and the Eagles concert, uh, which is a hot ticket, too. Uh, you get your choice as long as they last. So uh, Brett is going to get first crack at it, and I think Brett is playing with me. Good morning, Brett. How are you doing today? Good morning. All right. We'll jump right uh, right up into the mix if we uh, if we run the table here. All right. Are we? Oh, by the way, Caleb, are we going, uh, are we going since we have multiple prizes, are we going just got to get through the top five for the prize? Yeah, top five for the prize, and then the extra prize. point for, uh, for helping points. out with the points. All right. Sounds good. So we're making it even easier for people to win the prizes. All right. Who's got my questions? I do. All right, Mark. Has not changed in five seasons. <laughs> Shut up. I can't remember. I don't remember these things. Back check. Back check. Got him. <laughs> what actress won four consecutive Golden Globes for her role in Melrose Place? Oh, jeez. I love these TV. Oh, man. In Melrose Place. Who would that be? Oh, is it uh, Heather Heather Locklear, maybe? Was she in Melrose Place? Correct. I want to say Heather. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't know if that's right. Heather Locklear? I don't know. I, I did not watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Right. Boom! Jim Messina recorded seven albums in the 70s with what artist? Ah! I know that one. You know that one, Brad? Yeah, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins? Yep. Yeah. 
Yes. What we- popular series of books was written by Anne M. Martin? Uh, uh, <laughs> Anne M. Martin. Just uh, read that question one more time. What popular series of books was written by okay. Anne M. Martin? Well, oh my gosh. That one I don't know. Series of books that would have been a Gen X type thing. I, I don't know. Would it be something like, like cho- Babysitter's Club or something? Baby, that's, yeah, that's Babysitter's Club or like Choose Your Own Adventure or something like that. These are what I'm remembering from Those my childhood. Those are all different. Those are all Those different. Are all different. Authors, I know. Babysitter's yep. Club actually is not a bad too, choice. Babysitter's Club. Be my guess. Yeah, Babysitter's Club. Oh yes! Nice work. All right. This uh, WWF star, actor, rapper, and commentator was known oh, by the nickname Macho Man. Oh, Randy Savage, baby. Randy Savage. Yes. The fourth album, uh, fourth studio album, very necessary. This female hip-hop group sold seven million copies. Probably salt and Pepper. I think. Very necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Let's female hip-hop group. What other female hip-hop seven group albums, would there have been? Fourth album, yeah. Let's say Salt and Pepper. It was yeah. seven million okay. copies. Yeah, Salt and oh, Pepper. Seven million copies. Fourth album. Yeah, you yeah, want to go with Salt and Pepper? Yep. Salt and Pepper. Boom! We fought through that. That's five, right? That's five. Right. Brett, Brett has the it? prize, so we got. We still get a chance. You have the prize wrapped up. Now we get to do this for points. The extra which, point, though. Which prize does he want? Uh, well, first of all, yeah. What do you do? You want? Uh, we we'll go to the concert or the basketball game. This is Saturday night for the basketball. game? Both of them. Yep. Oh, both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. basketball game. Basketball game. All right. Brad takes about. So it's all for the concert now. We only had one for the basketball. We had multiple for the concert. All right. Extra point. Extra point. Uh, millennials, Brett. Should we go millennials? Yeah. All right. Millennials. Millennials. Never Wait. challenging yourselves. Sure. Ever. Yeah, you admit it. He, he admitted it. He admitted it. <laughs> if you're in an AIM chat room, A-I-M chat oh, room, geez. and see A slash S slash L, what would that mean? Uh, age. Age. Sex. Language? Right? Yeah. Age. ASL? Age, yeah. sex, location. Age, sex, location. Okay. Yes? Pearl Jam? Yeah! I didn't even have to look at him to know Man, what that Man, that was, that was called working through it, I would say. That was a battle. That's the that's a basketball game where the shots aren't falling, right? But you just ugly it up a little bit, and you still win it. That's what we just did, Brett. Let's, let's hope for that Saturday night. There you go. Congratulations. Hang tight. We will get your info. And that's one winner. All right. So just to clarify, we only had one pair of basketball tickets. So if you want to play, you're playing for, if you want to win a prize, that is, you're playing for, not a bad prize, uh, Steely Dan yeah, and Eagles tickets that are, uh, they're good. This is a good prize. Good yeah. tickets. Expe- I mean, that's a, these are higher value face value by quite a bit than the basketball tickets. So, for what about, not to diminish the basketball tickets, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right, Charlie's next. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Good, Jack. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you, who, uh, you're, are, you with, are you with Mark, the Boomers? Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Here we go. By the end of the 50s, many living rooms were centered around this device. It had to be the TV. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with the TV, though. Wow. TV. I need, need to, why do I have that turned off? Yeah, you got, you got it right. That's what happens when you skip three days of work. Yeah, I'm all over the place in here. An important location in the history of punk rock. This club opened in 1973 in New York City. 
punk rock? This club opened in 1973 in New York City. Oh. Oh, for punk rock. I know it. Stop it. (laughs) I I would, uh, I was, the only thing I know about in New York City is Studio 54, but that's not a punk rock place. No, there's another one. I can't think of the, but it was all initials, it seemed like. It wasn't a word, it was just initials of some type. But I can't tell you what it is. Got an answer, Charlie? No, I don't. I'm I'm done. I'm I am Put too. A fork in me. Jack CBGB. There you go. There it is. There it is. Sorry, Charlie. Stop it. Oh my God. You're the worst. Oh my God. All right. You know the difference between a fish and a guitar? No, no. You can't tune a fish. <laughs> All right, back to the uh, bad phones. We're uh, just joining us playing Generation Collaboration. You partner up with the uh, host of Your Generation. You try to answer trivia about Your Generation. If you succeed, getting five of them, you get tickets to see the Eagles and Steely Dan. And if there's any group of people who loves the Eagles and Steely Dan, it's millennials. Uh, and that is Asterisk James, who joins us now. Although James seems like the kind of guy who probably does. Good morning, James. How are you doing? Good morning. Yeah, James grew up with Steely Dan. James, I'm, let, I'm letting you know so much of this is on you. I'm still a little foggy. Oh, Caleb's already making pre-excuses. This is great. Build them in. That's what my generation does. All right. <clears throat> Get the Party Started became an international hit for what colorful American singer? You don't know? Caleb, you seriously don't know I, I this? I don't know. This was about, well, I'm going to help you by saying the year, so I'm not even going to do that. But, geez, geez, there's all these questions for everyone are so easy. Or maybe I'm just, like, on fire today. James, do you have any idea? I, I have no idea. Wow. That's three. Was it? Two. One. All right, I think we're done. I think we're done. We've got to have an answer at some point. We can't. The, the show's got to go on. Sorry. Sorry, James. You're out. That's pink. Okay. Coming to Lincoln. I'm coming out, so we better get the party started. Not jumping into my head. I'm sorry. Um, it was probably 2001, 2002. Okay. This is a great day. This is, <laughs> I'm having a blast. I don't know which of those is next or who's on the phone. So well, Let's I go with just, whoever's here. Just push a button. Whoever just had a little noise, you're up. Who's this? <laughs> Yeah, it's Charlie. I loaded back in. Oh, Charlie's oh, right okay. Back. Charlie, back for more. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. All right, here we go. Gaining po- <laughs> gaining popularity in the 60s and later changing their sound to adapt to the disco era. This English pop group featured three brothers. <laughs> well, it sounds like the Bee Gees to me, Mike. <laughs> You are only getting answers that involve the letters C, B, and G right now. (laughs) What squad number are the paramedics and firefighters in emergency? 51. He was on that one. He was on that one. I'm glad he was. I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) This epic 1962 Western stars Carol Baker, Jimmy Stewart, and many more. What year? 1962. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. I'll shoot you. I'm riding my my horse around. 
a movie or a, a series, TV series? 1962 Western. Who, who did start? <laughs> oh, Carol Western. Baker and Jimmy Stewart. What kind of a genre was it? Western. <laughs> had had got to be um, Liberty Valance. Man who shot Liberty Valance. That's the only one I can think of from that particular era. I'm I'm going to go with that. Oh no! How the West was won. Remember, I was in that. Not a good Jimmy Stewart impersonation. What are you doing? Just all wrong. You know it. Oh, Clarence, Clarence. But the bank, we're giving up. We're giving a nickel on the dollar. Who do, we're going to make it through. Who just heard the sound? Yeah, welcome. Who do we got? Uh, Lori. Hi, Lori. Lori. Okay. What generation? X. Yes. I'm on fire today, Lori, so you were born at the right time. Let's go. All right, what do we got? Who's giving me questions? What's going on? Mark. Uh, oh, yeah. Gen X. <laughs> Hang on. What tough singer let out a rebel yell in 1983? Billy Idol. What? Oh, sorry. The answer is Billy Idol. What tough singer? <laughs> Don't worry. I already got it. I got his cover. Don't worry. This child star had a prominent role in Uncle Buck and Richie Rich. Um, the guy from Home Alone. Was it Macaulay Culkin? Yes. Macaulay Culkin. Boom. What popular 80s crime drama set in Hawaii was rebooted in 2018? Uh, I assume Hawaii that's Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Time out. Stop. Hawaii Five-0 was older. Is it Magnum P.I.? Oh. Because that was what you say. That was rebooted, too. Uh, what was the original year? 1980s crime drama. Wasn't Hawaii Five O was earlier yeah. than the 80s, wasn't I think, it? I think that was the 70s. Uh, yeah, so Magnum PI. Magnum PI. I am wow to catch that. What I just did there. I, it's like the hoop is 10 feet wide for me right now. The I Amer give all the credit to Lori. This <laughs> this American football legend, mm. named, nicknamed Sweetness, played with the Chicago Walter Bears. Payton. Huh? Walsh Payton. Are you sure? Yes. Does Lori it. want to go with that? No, yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> I advise her strongly to go with that. Apple introduced this family of home computers in 1984. Uh, Macintosh. Macintosh, yeah. Macintosh. We got we got the prize. We got Lori the That's concert the prize. tickets. Let's All get right. the let's get the one question in here real quick. Uh, do you want to do a, just this is just for points. You already got the prize. Millennials or boomers to get the extra points for us. Millennials. All right, millennials. Oh, man. <laughs> what company acquired YouTube before $1.65 billion in 2006? That's, uh, Google. Google, right? Google. Google. Correct? Yeah. We got, a, we got a perfect game going here, Lori. Nice <laughs> job. You're going to the uh, Eagles and Steely Dan concert. Congratulations. Thank you. Hang tight. We're going to get your info. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, I think, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we are done. All right. I'm going to busy out one and three. She's on two. Guys, you want to? Oh, we got to take a break. You don't want to talk about that more? Uh, standings: Gen X out in front, followed Whoa! by Millennials and Boomers. Oh my gosh! What a legendary! People will be talking about this for years, years. The next generation will talk about this. Seven twenty-four. This I, day, I, I think he got another dose of anesthesia. Something. Let's go seven twenty-four on KLIN. Exits. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Saver traffic. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. You guys remember remember that time we did Generation Collaboration and Gen X had a perfect day and no one else did? Do you guys remember that? It was awesome. Number five. Number five. That was awesome. Jinx. Per Journal <laughs> Star's Andrew Wegley, he's got an article uh, this morning. We might be getting another ballot initiative this November, one to legalize online sports wagering. Yeah, you uh, you reported, uh, Mark, uh, or the KLIA newsroom did, uh, earlier, a few months ago, that the... Warhorse said, or, or I guess it was Lynn McNally, I believe, that, that said that they were already at least in the preliminary stages of looking at vendors and collaboration, and with collaboration working with a you know, service provider to do online wagering. So, like, we kind of knew it was in their plans, but you knew there had to be legislation or some kind of a change in the law to allow them to do it. And so, Wegley's article basically said, they're doing they're doing polling on this right now to see how popular it is. That would indicate that they may be looking at sending it to the ballot with a petition initiative. Um, so I, I think what they would like to do, and, and Andrew says as much in his article, is have the legislature just pass a, a proposed constitutional amendment that would go to the ballot. But as far as I know, there's nothing that's been proposed like that yet this year. They probably want to get moving on this. So that would mean they've got to start grabbing signatures here. They would need signatures in, in what, by weeks. early July. July. Uh, and I'm, I've got the number here in the, in the article, but it's July that they would need it. 122, roughly 122,000 valid signatures, including 5% of registered voters in, at least, in at least 38 counties. We've been through that before by July to get into onto the November ballot for this coming year. So it could be could be another of the issues on the ballot in addition to into in addition to consumption taxes, in addition to medical marijuana, in addition to sick leave, in addition to abortion related issues and, and pro life. Uh, pro life and probably something else that I'm forgetting as well that these are all things that could go straight to the voters through a ballot initiative. The, and for this, you know, we talk about this sometimes, Mark. Some of these potential petition issues need, you're kind of skeptical about their ability to get on the ballot because of the lack of ability to pay signature gatherers. Right. 
I got a hunch these guys are going to be able to pay. <laughs> yes. I just get that sense that they're going to be able to pay and they're going to be able to get to the places that they need to be. Now, this doesn't seem like so much of a farmer's market crowd to me to get these signatures, uh, but College World Series, yeah, mm-hmm. College World Series, NCAA tournament outside in Omaha, although that's going to be tough because there's going to be people from all out of town that right. are at that as well. Spring game. S- spring game. Spring game. Yeah. But, like, honestly, the sooner they would start this while you still have, like, basketball season mm-hmm. going. I mean, you can get signatures other places, obviously, but people, all a lot of the signature efforts, no matter what they're about, go to sporting events because it's one of the times you get mass numbers of people, and you probably just happen to have a higher concentration yeah. within that group who would be interested in this. And remember, so. too, they've got a built-in uh, audience, everybody that walks through. A casino door, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah, they could they could keep it there. I'm sure. I'm sure they will put keep well, it there. Well, that's where... what the medical marijuana people did on the, one of the previous ones. Virtually every uh, CBD store yeah, had stores. had the petitions yeah. in. There. I just well, that's a thousand signatures just setting up shop in Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah, I I would expect. My guess. I mean, I guess we'll see. But my guess is, if they wanted to get it on the ballot, they could. Yeah, and you've got all your spring sporting events. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. there's nothing that says you can't do, do them at now, high, high school baseball games. Uh, whether it's a good idea, I mean, that's the that's a fair question. I mean, I think that's a fair question. I think it puts a huge different level of potential problem gambling that comes along with it out there. I think it takes a huge step beyond just going and placing the bet um, because you can, boom, just in minutes at your own home, it makes gambling super convenient on sports, and um, so you know that I, I just think it's a different question. There's more thought that has to go into it, whether or not you should be doing it or not. On the other side of the coin, though, guys, man, I can't imagine how much their revenues would go up. Oh, right? for sure. In ter- just on the sports gambling that they're getting, mm-hmm. I, I've got to assume. I mean, this is a guess out of nowhere, so I'm just pulling things out of the sky. But Caleb, don't you think? You're talking five to ten times more dollars that are bet on sports if you had that available. Easily. Yeah, Easily. I might even be low on that. Yeah, and and, and and so much of that is because of accessibility. I think the, yeah, the, I, might the, be, I might be way low on that. I think the part that you have to weigh with all of that is where where do we draw the line at personal responsibility? Yeah. I, because you, you see it like we know we know smoking's bad for your health. We know right. al- alcohol leads to bad things, but there's also the personal responsibility that people can still go enjoy those things if they want. Yeah. I think this is about as potentially addictive as it gets for people who struggle with this mm-hmm. uh, compared to actually going there. The question then is, will it actually become a ballot initiative? And if they do, will they collect enough signatures? What are you willing to bet that happens? Well, I just said, I think they will. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying before is like, I just think they'll have the resources to be able to get this. So, my guess is if they want it on there, they will get it on there. So, what are you willing to? Oh, what am wager? I willing to wager? <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll do it through my app. We'll see. <laughs> Number four. Please call to the UPS store, Twenty Sevens in Superior, on three thirty uh, Tuesday afternoon. Suspicious package. I had had uh, was sent to the White House. Had do not air mail or something like that. Had some religious. Uh, writings on the outside of the box. Uh, I looked through the window a couple of times and 
employee said, ah, I'm going to get LPD and LFRO. So it was, a, oh, it was addressed to the White House. Yes. Interesting. So he entered the store, drops off the package. They look at it. And he told, he said it contained plush toys. Right. But they looked at the, there was enough on it between, you know, no, no airmail written, written on it. That sort of thing. Which I don't think. Why do you write no airmail on it exactly? Well, just because it's more expensive to do that, or what's that? I don't get it. Airmail hasn't been an uh, an option for years. <laughs> well, then I guess it's just a it's, <laughs> it's a statement of fact. Then just an old old way of uh... okay. So LFR comes out there, determine it's fine, and in fact, it did contain plush animals, toys, and religious literature. Is it weird for me to wonder what yes what religion we're talking about? Yes. I don't think it's weird. I just think it's. Uh, I'm just curi- I curious. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I'm curious, to be honest. And what the plush toys had to do were the plush toys for Biden? Is that what this was? Were they trying to convert Biden to a new religion through plush toys? Because if so, it might be a great idea. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on what the toy was. Uh, obviously, yes. I mean, it's not just going to be any plush toy. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. You're gonna have Biden at that age make a religious conversion, right? Send a plush elephant. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm a Republican now. <laughs> That's all it took. Me and Snuggles. <laughs> Me and Snuggles, my GOP elephant. <laughs> or uh, maybe a hippopotamus. We talked about them there yesterday. There you go. Yeah, could be. Could be. All right. Anyway, glad that was all okay. That was really weird, though. All right, moving on. Number three. Well, the legislature, uh, they didn't take up the uh, effort, but it was mentioned on the floor. Uh, Senator Steve Erdman commented about his journey on 84th Street. Yeah, this was just a side conversation. It wasn't related. I mean, I don't know what they were even discussing, but I saw Chris Dunker tweets this out. Erdman started uh, talking about the potholes in Lincoln, and he said, uh, Senator Erdman says, I I noticed pothole season has arrived early this year. Some are like manholes. He then said uh, he hadn't seen anyone that had been filling potholes in Lincoln. So we're getting, I mean, Lincoln is taking strays now, not only from people calling into what chaps here hide about this, but also... From people from state senators from Bayard at this point as well. So he said, oh, this is, he, Erdman said the only drivable street in Lincoln, the only drivable street in Lincoln is 84th Street south of Ole. Oh, and yeah, he, that, that was just replaced. Is that what it was? Because yeah. I would say that sounds to me. That's one of the worst places in town. Oh, usually for, for about, uh, for about two <laughs> and he thinks it's the best. For about two blocks. Okay. It's perfectly good. And then he That's said... That's the one that they had the 84th Street closed for so long? According to Dunker, then, he said, if anyone uh, if anyone knows... This is what Erdman said. If anyone knows of streets without manholes, that's what he's calling them, capable of swallowing his pickup, he wants people to let him know. Well, it's not old Cheney from 48th to 40th. I can tell you that. Now, I will say this. I had to run downtown to campus and right back to drop my son off yesterday from my house, campus, back. So we, he was having car issues. And I bet I saw I bet I bet saw five crews out 
during yeah. just just what twenty five thirty minutes of driving back. They're, and they're forth. out. They were de- they were definitely out. Now, whether they're using, I mentioned that, and then somebody said, "Well, they're using the wrong method to fill them up," which I don't know the they're, science of pothole filling. Well, Pot mix, cold mix, sand. Using, I think they're using cold mix uh, because it's you know. I guess more readily available, but the the ground is just you know you're going to just continue to have this until we hit spring weather. Is there a right? Is there something they should be doing that they're not doing? They should be building their streets a bit differently. Oh, well, the underlying foundational that's a structure. problem from a long time ago. Then yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, well, just I mean, just want Senator Urban to know. Don't let me go to Bayard and start picking out things that I don't like there and telling everyone about it. Did he want to okay. propose a bunch of state dollars to fix That's the street? That's what I was going to say. I know what you could do. Raise property taxes. <laughs> More employees, better equipment. Wait, we've salute. We've solution. Senator Erdman would like to see property taxes in Lincoln go up. I got a better idea. Maybe we put a toll road in from Bayard. <laughs> I got a better idea. Use some of that city excess cash that's in those accounts. Sweep those accounts like the governor wants to do with the state accounts. <laughs> it, it is pretty ironic that, though. Now you mention it, though, the entire th- the entire discussion, and I'm assuming uh, Erdman is on the side of cutting down, yes, municipal spending uh-huh. and school board spending and the like. Uh, that if you had hard caps or those sorts of things, it could affect something like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Number two. Well, Nebraska men fell to 16 and 8 on the year, 6 and 7 in the Big Ten last night. Big Red fell to the Northwestern Wildcats, 80 68. Yep. And it was, wasn't that close. No, no, I I honestly, I called it good a little before the game was over. They tightened it up, actually. They made it weirdly close at the end. For a second there, it looked like they were going to maybe have a shot at pulling a miracle, uh, but they didn't. Um, Turnovers, lazy passes. This was back to bad, bad road team Nebraska mm-hmm. that we've seen. We didn't see against Illinois, right? Illinois looked like home team Nebraska, but just couldn't get over the hump, right? Thanks to you know, a couple bad calls and yeah. just couldn't get over the, didn't make the plays at the end that you needed to play make. But this was a worrisome because it looked like those games were in Nebra- the the Maryland game, the Iowa game, right? Pick mm-hmm. your other road game where. Nebraska really struggled there, and they did the entire the entire game. Um, and again, I don't know what the what the committee is going to do if they go there and they have no road wins in conference. Right. I don't. I mean, I, a lot of people are saying they know. Sometimes I act like I know, but really deep down, I don't. Uh-huh. I don't know what happens if they get there. They finish the regular season, win out at home. Let's say, hopefully, uh, twenty wins, but no road wins. And then, you know, maybe you need to do something in Minneapolis if that happens. Maybe you got to win two games there. I don't even know. Yeah, if, if you if you go 10-10 and 10 in the league and you have zero road wins, you probably have to win twice. Now, if you're 10-10 and 10 in the league, there's a good chance you're playing on Wednesday. Like, they, like there's, there's still... No, they'd still play at 30. You, know, you think they'd be in the bottom four of the league? There's still at, a good chance if you go... 500 record? Yeah, if you go 500, there's still a good chance that you might end up being that... Uh-huh. that Top seed playing on Wednesday, Man, which actually might not be the worst thing in some but, ways. But, but you'll but you'll be close to that. So, and it's been a couple of years since Nebraska's not played on a Wednesday. Yeah. Whereas you go to the other side, Nebraska, prior to last night, 
still really in the mix, and I guess if things went right over these last bunch of games, they still could, was still in the mix to potentially get a double bye, be in the right. top four of the league. Right. Yeah, this was... Uh, they got to figure out one of these road, and, and they got other ones that they can get here. Um, yeah, if they get 10 wins, they're not going to be in the bottom four. Uh, Maryland's the best of that group right now, and they're five and seven. Okay. So I think you're very, I think you're safe on that. Okay. Probably if you get 10 wins, but you'd have to lose more than that. Mm-hmm. So in any case, in any case, yeah, it'd be great to get a road win. They got chances at Ohio State, at Indiana, at Michigan, and I guess that's it. Just yeah. those three. One of those three, it's got to be. So come back home from Michigan. They got two games against Michigan, who's at the bottom of the league right now, and that's mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. And last so. night would have looked way different had you gotten the win at Illinois, or even if you go earlier in the year where Nebraska should have won at Minnesota. Yeah. Like, like there, there are some yeah. road wins that if Nebraska would have had those, it feels different than the way last I night I hate goes. to even say this, but remember when Nebraska football just needed that one more win to get to a bowl game? It sort of That's feels like it sort of feels like on the, the, road. the road games yeah. for Nebraska basketball right now. All right, moving on. Number one. Anybody owns a 2023 Ford electric vehicle without AM radio in it? They announced that two of their models, all it needs is a software update, and they're deploying it. Wait, a software update gets you a radio? Gets you AM. Oh, gets you AM radio. That's interesting that that's how that they can do that. Yeah. Very well. All right. Well, so you got, the, you got the guts of it in there, so there you go. Well, I got, you know, I love electric vehicles. I don't have one, but could, you, you uh, don't just have your Rivian full time parked in the I wonder if, my, if I get a, uh, my Rivian has AM radio. I don't know. I just use the KLIN app. So while you're tailgating, while I'm, t- while I'm pulling out the electric range that comes out <laughs> of the side, <laughs> the very bright LED lights on the front. That's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that there would be a capability you could just give a software update and well, it only, adds to the AM band. Evidently, it's only on the uh, on two of the models, okay. but they are um, allowing it in all 2024 EVs. Okay. All right. Good news. Good news. That's, that's part of what you've been hearing here on KLIN is we've had those, uh, you know, FCC, uh, not FCC, but the National Association of Broadcasters public service announcement. NAB. Yep. NAB. Yep. Well, I know there's a lot of people level uh, a lot of people in our listening group that love their electric vehicles, so now they'll be able to to keep listening. So that'll be great. There's an interesting study that came out of UNL, I believe it was a month or so ago. Some of these electric vehicles, including the Rivian, they're so heavy because of the batteries. Oh yeah, that a lot of guardrails in the country can't uh, stand those. Oh, oh wow. It, 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 That'll look that one up. Right. Well, and yeah, because a lot of the guardrail, a lot of those studies came out of UNL. Yes. Yeah, that's what yeah. he said. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like you had those and you had NASCAR tracks. and the, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of previous studies that have come out of UNL big, in, in developments. Big guardrail study school. That's us. Put us back in the AAU. <laughs> and tractors. 757. <laughs> that was brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance <laughs> hey. and Wealth Management. 48 degrees in the capital city on KLIFIC. Forty-eight degrees in the capital city. LNK today with Jack and friends. Don't forget tomorrow, Quest Line Friday, Valentine's Day slash Oh Yeah edition. Request the song that fits the mood. Dedicate it to someone if you like. Let's go for it. Let's have some fun with it tomorrow. 402-479-1400. Text those requests in. It's eight o'clock, KLIN.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 48 degrees in the capital city on your Thursday morning, February 8th, 2024. We got Greg Sharp. Voice of the Huskers coming up in 25 minutes. Talk a variety of things Husker-related. As Caleb pointed out in sports, it's opening day for Nebraska softball. And a big Very one right exciting. out the bat. And I wish Top I was... Top 10 Washington. They're in, and they're in Mexico. They're in Puerto Vallarta. I, I should have went and got some tickets and gone out to that. Maybe done some live shows out we there. We should have. Why didn't we send us got, down? Done, done, had Nate Rohr help us out there. Getting, getting on the plane there. Anyway, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's opening day and uh, very nice. But right now it's time to talk about uh, the things going on. Lincoln Business, Restaurant, Retail, Community, the Girl Lincoln team, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers are here live and in studio with us. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning, right. gentlemen. Let's jump right in because you guys have quite a bit to talk about today. A lot of questions, too, that have been submitted, and always a good thing for you guys to do if you want to. If you've got a question about a building going up, place opening, closing, go to Grow Lincoln on Facebook or Twitter and go ahead and ask those questions. We might use them on the air. Robin, first question that we want to start with today, or Dave, whoever wants to do it here. I'll read it, and Dave will answer it. There you go. Let's do it that way. Yeah, Jason Danner from Cedars... Um, Home for Children Foundation sent us a question. He said, congratulations on starting your 15th year, I believe, with Grow Lincoln. And I realized he is correct. He is correct. This April, 15 years. Um, It's a great show. You and Dave are quite a team. Keep up the great work. This made me so happy. Anyway, his question was this. I wondered what is going in across from Purdue Global Campus. So this would be on K Street. At about 19th Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about uh, it's eight. It's the actual address is uh, 820 South 18th Street, and I, I know a lot of people have asked me, you know, hey, what's what's happening there, and so I finally went out and did a little more investigating. It is going to be a 187 unit apartment building and it does have some low income housing associated with it. Uh, some some people will say that it's located at 1816 K Street, but the, the address that I ended up pulling up uh, was was the 420 uh, South 18th Street. It, it's a big 
you know, 187 units. Mm-hmm. That, that's a that's a significant project. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I remember this going through. Um, I, I believe it was city council, but it, it, because of the low income uh, housing portion of it. So, All right. And it's an out-of-town group that uh, owns the ground right now. They're out of uh, Washington State. Okay. So. All right. So more downtown or downtown-adjacent residential space and, uh, yeah, or, or close to the Telegraph District. You know, one thing is I, I when the building permit was pulled, it was the, uh, the Washington group. Now it's the Indiana group that uh, shows on the assessor's page. But uh, because there was a sale... Uh, late uh, last year. I feel like we were talking about this plot of land when we were talking about where the borders of the Telegraph District were. You remember that? <laughs> right. We were talking, this is, we. I don't know why it came up, but is I think we were talking about it then. Antelope or Telegraph? Right, where exactly is, yes, exactly. Those, those borders are murky. Um, okay, moving on, a question from Lindsay on Facebook. Uh, Lindsay says, I swear there was a cereal bar, cereal bar being advertised closer to downtown, and now I can't find anything about it other than Breakfast Unhinged. Was there something coming up that was a cereal bar? Robin? Early Bird Brunch is a restaurant that's trying that has been trying to get a store open at 19th and K Streets. Um, so that would right, be right in the same area right as what we were talking about. Apartment complex. Um, they've been trying to get that store open for two or three years, and it kind of revived itself in recent. They got their signage up. They look like yeah. they're ready to go. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, exactly. very close. I think this time they might make it. They have fruity pebbles pancakes, but no cereal bar was okay. mentioned. Now, I wonder if she saw... So there is a place called Control in Omaha. In fact, I was there this last weekend, which is... That is a straight-up... It's a cereal bar where you take a, take a little card, and you can either you have a small bowl or a big bowl, and it's they've got, like, every cereal you can imagine. You can mix them together. You can get toppings. You can get different types of milk with it. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's from our friend Nick Maestas, Muchachos. Yeah, it's, it's, from, it's, it's, it's under the Muchachos ownership group. Really? So oh. that sounds like what she's talking about. I haven't heard anything about one coming to Lincoln. Maybe she heard about the one in Omaha, but that's the only thing I've ever heard that is close to that, and that's exactly what that is. She did reply back after I answered her on Facebook that, oh, that's what it was. I mean, the early bird was what she was thinking, but she was kind of mixing it up with Breakfast Unhinged, which is down at Edgewood. Yeah. Uh, And I've been to the Omaha early bird, too. One thing I'll say about the Lincoln Early Bird is it's guaranteed to have a better parking situation than the Omaha Early Bird if you've ever been down to that area. It's got one of those areas of Omaha that's all street parking, and it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. But uh, the restaurant's great. I mean, it'll be really good. People will, and you know what? Lincoln loves its brunch. Lincoln Lincoln is a little brunch overly aggressive sometimes, if I'm being honest about it. You think about, we sort of had a, a... couple decade trend of i'm too tough for breakfast and you know it'll just be me and my little yogurt and right i'm going to run to, you know maybe a banana but i don't need eggs and <laughs> We're, we've just swung Man. completely the other direction sunday mornings at about it's 10 45 good fest. luck yeah. good luck is all i can say to you, you if you're trying to week. get a table yeah. if you're trying to get a table in that place good com- combine Lincoln loves its new restaurants. They get excited about that. Lincoln loves its brunch. They get very excited about that. 
put it all together in that area and it's downtown but like the easy to get to part of downtown right i'm telling you light a match <laughs> That's right. That's what we're talking about here with this whole thing. It's a thing. All right. Uh, oh, good question. I've had this one from a ton of people. The next one that we're going to do, I've and I have never known the answer, so I'm glad you guys are covering this. Ask uh, Jennifer on Facebook. Ask, have you heard anything about when Laszlo South will reopen? What do you guys know about this? We were told by Laszlo's. Yeah, we were told six to eight weeks. Yeah. What? Yeah. Still. I will tell you. Wow. Fires oh, are those, those the most biggest pain in the you know what i i mean they take months and months to get well you have smoke damage smoke then you damage, have water damage water damage and insurance and you have right. to deal well, with I wondered, your insurance i wondered if also that plays potential into what's mildew happening. because of uh, all that water you, there's just a lot of there's a lot of things that cause problems with the fire. And then you have to update whatever you know, billions and trillions of new building codes have been invented oh, since you, that restaurant was last created. You That's know. a go-to for me, man. That oh, hurts. Yeah. Another six to eight weeks. I haven't been... I mean, I know they still have the downtown location, so that's good, but man... Going all of 2024, going to be, you know, a third of the way through 2024 and won't have gone there yet. Sad. Yeah, it's yep. pretty. Very dev- sad. It's pretty. I need my creamy garlic dressing to dip fries in. <laughs> Disappointing. Well, isn't that special? I mean. The, what, the creamy the, garlic? Yeah. Yeah. It's I unbelievable. Mean, I'd like to bathe in it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't find the, the same stuff anyplace else. So and that is a bad image. What? <laughs> you bathing in it. <laughs> mm, not to me. All right. Else, the other things that we've got. Restaurant news, Northwest 48th Street. What do we have there, Robin? Sonic, now open. Long-awaited, yeah. um, fun little place for Air Park people to yeah. stop over near the high school. Oh, all right. Kids will like that. That'll be good. Get a little... Uh, Get a little what limeade or whatever it is that Sonic likes to sell on the on the way home from school. I wonder or if they'll have car shows there. Like I don't know if they still have them over on on the South location off of, on the one on Eighty Fourth. On or no on Forty uh, Eighth. Yeah. yeah. Does Sonic do wings? They could get really busy this Sunday if they did wings. Oh no, they probably probably tried. It Almost everybody does. It seems like they do serve breakfast. I think all day long, which is what sets them apart. Uh, I guess I guess McDonald's does some of their items too. Uh, all right, next one, Dave. Uh, the lead place, bottom floor of the lead place, the retail restaurant area. We now it's uh, open. Have an opening. What do we got? Well, there? that's the biggest thing. Uh, it, it's open. It's the uh, Argon. Uh, tavern is going in there. Aragon, they, Aragon excuse yes. me. Uh, this uh, is at eleven twenty-five Q Street. Right. In case it, you don't know where the highest and, is. And, and we yeah. kind of nicknamed it the cereal box tower just because it's a narrow uh, structure. structure. Maybe that's there. why that but, uh, but, woman but, thought a cereal bar was coming in. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I really have to give the developers credit. Uh, in, for seeing and envisioning that type of building going into that location, because I don't, I don't know that everybody would have been able to see that uh, vision. It's skinny, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's skinny. You know, it works. It works well. Oh, and for my, what they're what they're going and at. the penthouse I use on the weekend there is really surprisingly nice. You know, I'm sure it's it great. Is. You're probably upset how long nice. it takes to, for the elevator. To right? Get yeah, it is. You know, I like. It's nice that I've got someone to carry my bags up. But yeah, still, I I typically. <laughs> Feel that way, and I'm glad I've got somewhere to have a, a cocktail, right? Without even going outside now. 
Or a uh, or apparently burger because they're doing the Piedmontese right. beef thing, and this is associated along with the Mercado and yep. um, yeah, in, in and that and whole group. People don't know, you know, Mercado did open not Casa too uh, not too long ago uh, at the Wilderness Hills Shopping. That's shopping. right. That's right. So very cool, I was, man. I was, I'll tell you what lead lead center night shows. Yeah, they're going to kill it. Packed, right? Yeah, because there's no place. There's no other, like, real good walking. I mean, I guess you go, like, dish. Yeah, yeah. that's a ways away, though, that's, right? Uh, three or four blocks. Hey, when, that was, yeah. when that was Applebee's, I used to go there. Yes. Before, before what, a, what a weird place to put an Applebee's that was. Always fun. It didn't quite match the lead center aesthetic. Yeah. I didn't think. But, like, if you park. You're saying in, there's no two for 20 and then going in there. I don't to, know, man. It just doesn't feel right to do that and then go see Lay Miz. I'm not sure why. Fun in the neighborhood, yes, but I don't know. One app more. <laughs> <laughs> but all, all I'm well, saying then, is then Misty's too. Misty's yeah. is a good one. Yeah. But still, though, the places that where you typically park to go to the lead center, I have some secret places I park, by the way, which I can share with people offline, but I don't want people to go there. But the places you park, you don't naturally walk by, for the most part, any of these places. Right. From the parking garage, right? right? Or if you park over, like, on the university side of things, there's no restaurant bar that you walk by. This one, for most of those people, would be that. Right. So, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how busy well. that place will be for, like, a, a pre-show so. drink or, or dinner. All right. Uh, moving on. On to some uh, retail. We got another opening in the Telegraph District. Where, However we define it, guys. What is uh, that, Robin? Open Harvest got open. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can dispute that this is in the Telegraph District. No. And it is in the same building right. as the mill. And so that truly, I it, that's your anchor. Right, Man, that's right huge. There. Yep. That's, that's, that is the building I think of. As the Telegraph District, That's, exactly. You know, the the uh, retro version of that would be having you know Yonkers and Dillard's. Yeah. I mean that that is going to be the heartbeat of the Telegraph. District. And and that feels like that'll be big to have that for people who want to live in that area too. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I mean, walking distance. You know, at least some some level of of groceries available for that food available too. They have and, no trouble with the apartments or condos or whatever those are down there. I mean, they absolutely no trouble getting those moved. It's the street level that is the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I'll tell you what, never seen that mill not really busy. That is a popular. It is place. a popular place for that's a home people run. bring their laptops and during yeah. during the. Work day mm-hmm. or then on weekends, oh, you know. I have client meetings there all the time. And the reason is the the parking is is very really very yes. easy. Yes. The parking here's it the really reason. Is. Here's the reason why it doesn't look like it, but it is. Here are the reasons. A it's a big roomy building. Yeah. Number right. one. Two people like the mill. Number three, what you said, Robin, is the parking. And number four, how many times do people like me need to meet with someone who works downtown? And you're trying to find a spot that is convenient for everyone. That's it, and you're like, well, I don't have to quite go park downtown, you, you right? You go downtown without you, having to go again. downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it really right. is the parking. It's a good compromise. But like I said, it's going to downtown without going to downtown. And you guys haven't even mentioned the mimosas. <laughs> they have mimosas. They've got the mimosas. Yeah. I think too. You know, you you look at nationally at how the national chains are shrinking their foot. But you know, Starbucks. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, 
cold brew and all those those are small drive through concepts and this is so anti right you know you don't feel guilty taking up a chair with your laptop yeah. for a while yeah. well you talk about oh. that my son and his girlfriend who were both in graduate school love that place yes just mm-hmm. sit in there and study and drink a coffee um all right guys we already got the music planned so we are we are uh, out we of time right now why don't you week? save those for yeah. so next week or or on your uh your show or or whatever you want to do uh real quick though this week on grow lincoln our sister podcast is business beat that's put out by lincoln independent business association and we will have the new executive director to tell us what issues are top right. of mind for business people. travis filing right yeah yep. and right. and is it too late for you to order a valentine's gift online sarder Heyman will be in on air with some fast gift suggestions all right there you go noon on saturday the grow lincoln team and then every thursday here at eight ten. hit them up on social media if you have any questions that you can uh we can use on the show all right, Robin Dave, thank you. I appreciate it. Take 25, we'll take a break. We got a check of sports coming up next on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Yes, sir. Time to talk to Greg Sharp. We got a variety of uh, Husker sports items to get into today with Greg. So perfect timing. He joins us right now. Good morning, Greg. How you doing today? Jack, I'm doing well. The sun's out. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, real, by the way, let's start with non-Husker stuff real quick. How are we, uh, how are we feeling about the Super Bowl? You got a prediction? Well, I'm, I'm, I grew up a huge Chiefs fan, so I, I kind of got a quiet confidence. I just think since they've already won at Buffalo and Baltimore, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. These two played a couple of years ago. It was a great Super Bowl, and I think mm-hmm. we're in for another good one on Sunday. I kind of like I kind of I kind of like the Chiefs in this one too. If I had to if I had to make a pick, I don't know. I just it, and it's probably it probably boils down, Greg. And this may not be a great way to to handicap it, but you just look at the quarterbacks and like that's that's the first thing that comes off the page to me. So I know that's not how the game goes, but that's what well, I think of in the NFL. Particularly, it's the most important position. And if you have the best one, you certainly have a chance every time you take the field and. I think everybody that's a Chiefs fan is pretty comfortable with Patrick being the the guy that gets the snap. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, All right, so since last time we talked, Nebraska basketball has two road games, both losses, but wildly different losses out of the two of them. The Illinois game 
It's a game where they were they played. Um, I think you know as good as anybody could have expected out of them. Had a lot of tough breaks with calls at the end. Just needed you know maybe one more stop, one more one more shot to win that game and put themselves in a really different level of air when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Then we had Northwestern last night, and to me, Greg, we'll see what you think, but to me it just it felt a lot like the road games, the other road games, the Marylands, the Iowas of the world where they just they just weren't there, right? They weren't their, their regular self. Putting that all together a week after we talked last time, I mean, where are we back to to where we were a week ago after this whole thing? Or what do these two t- two games well, tell you about what this team needs to do here for the last couple weeks? Well, remember when we talked the last time, we hadn't played Wisconsin yet, so we. Oh my gosh, that was that night. You're right. That was that night. Good call. So that puts the importance of that game in into in perfect place because that game means so much and. That was an amazing comeback, and to get that done was just huge, and I think took some pressure off these two games. And and why, why I'm not trying to correct you to be embarrassing. I'm just no, trying no. to say because three games in that amount of time, I thought the legs looked dead last night. I thought they were a step slow defensively. Mm-hmm. And three games with two of them being overtime and traveling to two of them, I think took its toll a little bit. I thought Nebraska tried to fight through that a little bit in the second half, and they got it down to 10. Made a run. It wasn't from a lack of trying. I just think it wasn't all quite there. And I think Northwestern had quite a bit of motivation because they lost the first matchup against Nebraska. And they're a quality team. I don't think anybody would argue that at all. So you take the three games in toll, I think you feel pretty good with what Nebraska has done. And now they're through that kind of really tough stretch. And, and now it's a bunch of games that Nebraska is going to be favored in almost all these games coming down the stretch. But your margin for error is not really there. You you can't yeah. really slip up against a, a Penn State at home or a Rutgers at home or a Minnesota. You got to probably win all those now that you didn't capture one of those road games. But people are panicking. I still think Nebraska's got a great chance to win at Indiana in a few weeks and at Ohio State and at Michigan. I think there still are some road wins coming for this team. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they got through the, the two on paper, at least the two hardest ones. Yeah. Uh, and they, they were these last two in a row. And, and like you said, you were coming off a, a stretch of, what, three games in, in a week or three games since between the times that, that we had talked. So yeah. getting a little – and I think a little bit – was it next week? A little bit down the road they have a week where they've got a game on a Saturday and then it's until the next Saturday that they've got another game. Uh, which they, yeah. They, yeah, they haven't had that for 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 quite a while. The scenario I keep wondering about, and anything could happen. I mean, like you said, first of all, I mean, first of all, they've got to get all those road games. You're definitely right; they're going to be favored in all, of, or excuse me, home games. They're going to be favored in all those home games. And by the way, get, the, the situation you just described—that's what's coming up right now. It's Michigan Saturday, then Penn no State game next week. Saturday. Oh, yeah, I think Greg said, "Yeah, that's yep. so." That's where they'll, they'll get that break. Um, they've absolutely get the home games. I just wonder, Greg, about that scenario where you win out at home, but you don't get a road game. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I do wonder what the committee will, you know, kind of feel about that. If that's something that happens, you'd have 20 wins going into Minneapolis. If you did that. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that's let's not, let's not make them. Think <laughs> let's that just not do that. Get, I know, I, but I'm a Nebraska basketball fan. Greg. I'm thinking about it. I can't stop, man. This we've been through. We've got some trauma on this issue. <laughs> Jack's laying out the worst case scenario. I'm trying to spin it the other way. You know, uh, I, I just, I really think this team's going to win a couple games on the road. I just do. I yeah. think they're playing well enough. And, and 
I, I'm just not all that impressed with Indiana or Ohio State or Michigan. I think all three of those games are very, very winnable, and I think Nebraska is going to get a couple of those yeah. coming down the stretch. But I think you know they got to fight through Saturday because that'll be the fourth game in about nine days. So that that they're going to have to fight through that. Hopefully, the home crowd can lift them up a little bit. And then, as Caleb pointed out, now you got seven days to kind of breathe a little bit. What's so odd about this schedule, guys? They have their kind of two bye weeks, and I'm using air quotes here. At the end of the year, one's this upcoming week, and then one's the last week of the regular season. They go Sunday to Sunday, too, to finish it out. Fred Hoiberg's like, God, could we not yeah. have gotten one of those in January when we're right. grinding away here at these things? But it is what it is. Nebraska's in a good spot. They just now have to keep going, play good basketball, and win these games. It, I mean, it feels like the same kind of – when, you know – bad road in Nebraska comes out, it feels like it's a lot of the same stuff, right? Doesn't it? You know, turno- turnovers. turnovers were, yeah. man, lazy passes last night. Or a, there were a lot of those. And then giving up offensive rebounds. If I had to, given up offensive rebounds and, and, and just defense in general, but it seems like you're always going back to those three things, it seems like, in these games when they really struggle. And if you've heard Coach Hoiberg talk, he has said those two categories. He goes, if we do well in one of those two, we got a chance. If we go 0 and 2 in those two categories, we're probably going to lose. And that's exactly what happened last night. Yeah. And I've always said those are the two barometers for this team. Are they taking care of the ball and are they keeping people off the offensive glass? And last night, the answer to both of those was no. It's an interesting question about how you kind of handle Casey Tomanaga. Um, because as we saw against Illinois, and we saw all last February, like he can take over. He can be the best, you know, one of the best scoring options in the entire league. But. There are just there are nights where he, he can't get a shot or he's off a little bit, and do you take the risk of sitting him a little bit and trying to get someone who's a little bit more defensively focused on that? I don't know. How do you think Fred's going to handle him going forward the rest of the year? Well, we've seen games where he's Casey has sat long stretches on the bench because guys like CJ are coming in and pumping him in. So I, I think it'll be a night by night, game by game basis yeah. of what's happening out there. Does Casey have it? You kind of know early. If he's kind of got it going, uh, and if not, and he's become a uh, and he's becoming a defensive liability in certain games, I think they'll go with with, with give more minutes for CJ. I think they tried to light a bit of a fire under Jamarcus last night by not starting him, and I thought he responded. Yeah, he had a and good game. Maybe one of his better games. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought the same thing. And then weirdly though, you know, Rink Mast was incredibly quiet the the entire yeah. game. You know, it's 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 kind of like they got to find a couple of guys and it can be a variety of guys but they've on the offensive end they've got to find a couple of guys who are um who are kind of on and who are being a little bit aggressive is the other thing as well Well, how do you get rink to not average half of what he does at home on the road yeah he's a big home road guy because he's like 16 points at home eight on the road yeah man it's it's crazy against both times against northwestern they did a pretty good job of defending rank i think the first game i don't think he had double figures in the win and at no. PBA, that was when Alec had the big game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Alec, Alec went off, and and Gary played pretty well last night. Got in some foul trouble that caused him to exit that game early. But yeah, Rink kind of shadows the team, right? A little bit. Play great here, not so good there. So they, <laughs> he needs to even that out. You know what they need, Greg? They need uh, Gene Hackman to come in uh, before the road game <laughs> with the tape measure. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that one. With the tape measure, next game that they go to, I think you'll find that the dimensions are exactly the same as our Jim and Hickory. Coach, we've heard this 15 times this year. Come on. Fred, come on, Fred, bring the tape measure to the next road game. I want to see it. 
Uh, all right, let's let let's talk a little bit about uh, Matt Rule yesterday. I don't I don't know what you thought. Kind of the big story coming out of it to me, I thought it was interesting. He uh, talked a little bit more about the role of the new uh, the, the 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 new look offensive coaching staff and mentioned that that Satterfield and he said he had said it before, but he repeated it. Mark Satterfield will be will be calling the plays uh, despite adding uh, adding to the the group up there. I'm just just kind of curious. Is that is that probably what you expected? Because he said it earlier and he was like I, I stick by what i say but uh what do you think about that yeah he had a little fire in his voice when he made that comment yeah. yesterday i think it was directed at steve sipple who asked the question <laughs> and wasn't he, we've he all been there it. with sip yeah <laughs> i get it exactly. <laughs> and, and matt knew it was coming well first of all it was great to see him one i mean it it had been almost two months since yeah. the head football coach had had a press conference this time of year it just seemed like it was forever since he talked he looked tired he admitted he's tired they, they ran a race what a great late get in the Wilhite kid. Yeah. Picking him up at the defensive end from Arizona. Uh, won that battle over UCLA to get him. That's a great add to this class at the last minute. And I think for a lot of the recruiting services, that put him in the top 20 for a recruiting class. Uh, but back to Glenn Thomas, the new quarterback yeah, coach. Thomas. I think it was, it was great for him to outline kind of the duties of all that. I love the, the synergy between the three of them. They've done this before where Thomas was with them at Temple and Baylor and now here at Nebraska. I think that's great. I, I think you know, a lot of what Matt laid out yesterday makes perfect sense. You don't want you don't want your OC to be divided his attention between working the quarterbacks and working the game plan and call and play. So now Glenn can deal with the quarterbacks and, and Zach can handle the tight ends and, and worry about the game plan week in and week out. I also thought it was interesting because he said people will stop him on the street and be like, hey, what are you going to do with all these uh, having so many players and having a scholarship limit, which is frankly, I think, something I've asked you about before. And his answer was something to the effect of, I know what I'm doing with this. We'll be all right. Uh, I don't know what that means exactly, but it does continue to, even yesterday, Greg, adding adding to the roster too, you know, getting these guys who I think are good gets, but boy, you got a lot of defensive backs. You got a lot. That roster is crazy if you look at it right now, just in terms of how many young bodies are on it at this point. Yeah, he told me afterwards, he said, you tell Jack Mitchell that I got this thing under control. I bet he did. I bet he did. Um, <laughs> you know, only, only one of those names from yesterday is a scholarship player. The rest of them were walk-ons. Yeah. And a lot of the transfer portal additions are what they call NIL uh, players. Yeah. So they're they're kind of getting compensated that route instead of being on scholarship. It's a way around the rules, and everybody around the country is doing the same thing right now uh, because the rules are kind of lax in that area. But I think they're you know they're probably eight to ten guys over at this point in time. I think the winter conditioning, spring football, will weed some more of those guys out. It generally happens that way. People will exit spring football and go, God, I'm four string. I'm not playing. Well, let me get out of here and go somewhere where I got a chance to get on the field. So he's right. It'll work out. Uh, they have daily conversations about the roster size. They've got uh, conference rooms with big boards up and listing everybody out. They, they kind of know where they're headed for this whole thing. I loved his comments, Jack, about how much more comfortable he is. The players are that are in the program yeah. now that they're in the year two, that everything kind of makes sense for them as they're, they're getting ready to get prepared for spring football. And I know this wasn't his intent necessarily, but he was talking, and he was just talking about really off the field stuff. But he got me kind of excited about this uh, Wake Forest transfer banks at wide receiver, just because talked about him a lot in terms of how much he was bought in. Which you always wonder about transfers like that, right? That's exactly right. Are they just coming? And and then he had kind of the opposite, yeah, about the offensive about Mazuka, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So it was like night and day. So Banks is obviously doing everything they want and kind of establishing himself as an early leader. Uh, so it wasn't just like a blanket statement that everybody we brought in is doing great. He was quick to point out the deficiencies of somebody else, and I thought that was fantastic. Uh, you know, he and he's admitted this, Jack. He uses those press conferences to get messages to his own team. Yeah, and so pretty clear. And he's talking to all of us. He's also talking to his team, and so uh, you, you can read between the lines a lot with Matt Rowe, and I love that. I love kind of sitting there going, "Okay, who's he talking about right now? And who's he trying to get a message to?" Um, on another subject, Greg, secondary market ticket update for Nebraska and Iowa. Get in the door price. There's one more set of tickets that cost 80 bucks each to get in wow. the door. After that, you're talking about 142, 201 each, 255 each, <laughs> 290 each. I can keep going. 390 each, 435 each, 553 each, all the way up to, and they're not getting this. $1,938 each to sit in section 117. This is, this is crazy, Greg. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I mean, I obviously get why, right? It's, you know, it's, it's about Caitlin Clark, a hundred percent. And depending on but, how yeah. tonight goes, it might be where she, she breaks the record. And she, oh, and she might break a record. I don't know if this is about a bunch of Iowa fans coming in. I don't know if it's just the interest is even. I knew it was high, but I didn't even know it was just like out of control high to see her. What do you make of? And it was sold out. What a couple of weeks ago for the for this game. What do you make well, of that? She's the biggest name in college basketball, men or women. She is. She's just the biggest thing out there in the sport. And, and you know, you got the Mitchell clan probably all coming over from Iowa to go to the game. <laughs> yeah. So that that adds yeah. some yep. tickets and seats that are bought for this thing. But no, she she just is everywhere she has gone this year. They have filled arenas, and I think it's great for the sport that they've gotten a superstar to that spot where people want to come watch her play. She's 66 points short of the record. They play Penn State tonight and then our game, and then they go home for a game. I got to think they want to do it at home. I I can't I mean, they obviously want to win these games, but you got to think they'd like to try to pop the record in front of their home fans. But, yeah, she just is a big driver. It's really unique. You don't see this very often in college sports where one person can drive the needle like that. Because remember, Nebraska had to pack the PBA game back in early January yeah. against Indiana. I think we drew nine, which was a good crowd. But this is a, this is this a another level. More seats. Yeah. yeah, another level. Complete. I mean, those numbers on the secondary market just give you an idea. This is at a level. This is a level men's basketball hasn't been at. I mean, I don't Correct. think ever. I don't I, I don't think ever. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's exciting for women's sports, too. And it'll be. And keep in mind. I mean, Greg, Nebraska held their own with them uh, in in Iowa City, really throughout that game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. who knows? Who and they looked terrible last weekend, and then they go and beat uh, Michigan. So, I don't know. Make whatever out of that that you can. Uh, but they've been they've been in a lot of different places as well. So, anyway, that'll be that'll be fascinating. And then, last but not least, why was there not a uh, a Husker softball tour for fans down to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, offered, or at least why was I not directly offered it uh, at that point? Because that's really what I want to be today. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thought. That would have been a fun trip mm-hmm. to go down there, and they're going to get tested right away. And they're playing nationally ranked yeah. Washington tonight. Then they'll turn around and play nationally ranked Duke tomorrow. So it's a good field and. I think we'll get a good sense of what this team looks like. Now, again, it's really early, so don't don't go all overboard either way. If they win or lose, don't go overboard either side. But a lot of excitement for that. They had their first ever fan fest. Baseball's done a fan fest for years. Softball had their first ever one last Saturday. It was well attended, and people are excited about that sport as well. And 
certainly Jordy Ball, she's not to the Caitlin Clark level of excitement, but she certainly has created quite a buzz in Husker Nation with her arrival back on campus. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will be giving updates on that throughout Sports Nightly tonight. We will. And, um, and I think Nate's down there, too. Is yeah, there, Nate's an, down is there an online feed that you can get of it if people want to listen to it? Yeah, the, the Huskers app uh, will have every game. Huskers.com will have okay. every game. And you know, we'll do some listening inside. We'll also have Amy Williams in studio tonight for her weekly show. And cool. you're right, that was a big big win for them at Michigan. They needed kind of a response after losing to 0-10 Rutgers. <sighs> Last week, I so couldn't that, believe that, that score. I could not believe that score when I saw it, and they're they're uh, kind of on the same place, you know, right around the bubble yep. as Nebraska men are. So uh, would do a lot if they could get this win on on Sunday. All right, Greg, we covered a lot of ground. We didn't hit baseball. We'll do that next week. We will be there. Great to talk to you. I appreciate it, and uh, have a great weekend. All right, all right, guys. Thanks. There you go, Greg Sharp. Man, we covered a lot there. He's sleeping on Utah Valley. Eight. <laughs> 856. <laughs> Only mentioned sad. Only mentioned Duke and Washington. All right, 856. Take a break. Wrap up the show for this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. You have less than 24 hours to get your request line Friday. Oh, yeah. Valentine's Day request and perhaps dedication in so do that now 402-479-1400 or sometime today we're gonna have some fun with that tomorrow see you then nine o'clock kli and lincoln